Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gail Morgan welcoming you to the Libertarian Counterpoint's Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. You've heard their point, now listen to the counterpoint. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We are coming at you on August 25th, 2021. About eight months of stumbling through uh, Democrats and Biden's uh, uh, clinic on how not to govern a country. <laughs> so, uh, but before we get into the, any of the issues, uh, let me do, introduce you to our panel today. In our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. In our lower right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California. In our lower left-hand corner, we have a special guest with us this time, Sam Paredes. Of the, uh, he is uh, a, a director of Gun Owners of America, and so he is uh, joining us to comment on some of the Second Amendment issues we'll be talking about in the show. And uh, my name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. Uh, so let's uh, jump right into the topics. Um, James, if we could get on the screen here. The uh, uh, okay, so. Uh, first topic is the Supreme Court uh, in uh, about a month or so ago uh, agreed to hear uh, one of the uh, first major gun cases, Second Amendment cases, uh, in quite a while. And uh, a lot of this has to do with the change in the dynamics of the court after the Trump administration. The court is a little bit more conservative now than it was before. And so it's a little bit more friendly to the Second Amendment. And so uh, th this case is involving... Uh, I guess, uh, some of the uh, uh, challenge to some of the uh, laws in the state of New York. And I don't know if, uh, uh, Sam, you're probably a lot fresher on this than I am. So I don't know if you wanted to, to get into some of the details of this case. Uh, sure. Um, the, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association filed a lawsuit against the city of New York because of their draconian concealed carry weapons permit um, laws and regulations. They actually have it, uh, a law in the book that would allow them to issue them, but in fact, they don't issue them except to very few people um, and, and not to the general public. And they demand that you issue, a, 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 give them a reason, a justification as to why you need a concealed weapons permit. Right. Um, and even with good reasons, they, they, they traditionally and typically do not issue these these permits so in new york you're only allowed to have your guns in your home traveling to and from uh, a, a registered gun range or uh, traveling outside of the city to take them hunting or target shooting outside the city or or for any lawful means but uh that's it uh, you, you're you're limited to that in some cases they allow you to have them in your businesses but that's all so uh, the Rifle and Pistol Association filed a lawsuit. The uh, Court of Appeals of, of that area, of course, denied that uh, uh, citizens have a Second Amendment right that allows them to carry firearms, that allows them to bear firearms. Remember, the, it's, it's the right to keep and bear arms. Keeping means having them in your homes, in your businesses. And bearing arms means to be able to carry them in public. That's part of the constitution and so uh it, the the case was initially filed against uh it was called uh, uh nyspra versus corlett and then the the uh the district attorney changed and now it's bruin b-r-u-e-n so it's new york state rifle and pistol association versus bruin so it challenges the 
the laws that, that give uh, the law enforcement officers of the city of New York total un, unvarnished uh, ability to decide who they're going to give a CCW to and who they don't. And typically, if you're a law-abiding average citizen, you're not going to get one. If you're some high-profile connected uh, person, maybe you'll you'll get one. But that's it. So there's a there's a 14th Amendment problem with that of equal protection uh, under the law. Yes. And we know that that the the right to keep and bear arms. Uh, people might remember uh, uh, 12 years ago um, uh, um, the, the Heller versus Washington D.C., where the Supreme Court ruled that the Second Amendment is an individual right, not a corporate right, um, you know, to, to allow for a state militia, a state national guard, or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, it was an individual right. And then the court, knowing that that applied only in federal enclaves, two years later, they ruled in McDonald versus Chicago that that right was so important that they incorporated it to all citizens and would prevent state and local communities from infringing on that right as well, thereby taking the argument of, you know, the Tenth Amendment, we have states' rights, we can do whatever the heck we want to do that isn't addressed in the Constitution. Well, the Supreme Court said, yes, it is addressed in the Constitution in the Second Amendment, and no, you don't have a state right to infringe on Second Amendment rights of citizens. Uh, but since then, there have been many, dozens and dozens of of lawsuits filed as states and, and cities uh, and counties have violated that, that ruling. And many of the appellate courts, they have this, they, they don't agree, believe it or not. Appellate court justices who don't believe in the Constitution and the meaning of the words in the Second Amendment. And they kind of let policymakers in cities and counties and states with, with the wink of an eye. You go ahead and send us whatever you want to do, and we will find a way of making it constitutional for you. And in doing so, they use three types of, of uh, uh, levels of scrutiny. One is rational basis. That means whatever logical means they can come up with justifying a law makes it constitutional. One is intermediate scrutiny, where there has to be a, a heightened level of, of uh, government interest in a particular issue in order to, uh, 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 for the, the government to allow the, the, the government to, to infringe on, on a second, on a right. And then finally, there's strict scrutiny. That means that the, the state has to show a very specific uh, um, interest in, in, in them wanting to infringe on, on a constitutional right. And their response to it has to be very narrow only to address that issue so these courts they've used that as a as a giant tunnel that allows multiple side-by-side 18 wheelers to drive through it and uh, you know passing all of their gun control laws and in some appellate the courts throughout the country that tend to be a little more freedom loving and, and uh, defending of the of the second of the the second amendment and the constitution in general they rule against these types of, of laws so we have this judicial crisis where we have freedom and liberty in some appellate court districts all of the states that are under that appellate court ruling uh the the, the laws apply to them in that way and then places like the ninth circuit where we have 
uh, 11 states, 14 states, a bunch of states, and we have to live under the rules passed by the appellate court, and our the, our freedoms are way different than those of Texas and Oklahoma and places mm. like that. So um, the primary job of the United States Supreme Court is to resolve issues of controversy between appellate courts. <laughs> we yes. have that issue of controversy, and they have to, to, to take a case. So they accepted this case. And people might remember that New York State Rifle and Pistol Association filed another lawsuit a little earlier on, and and the Supreme Court accepted the case, and then they 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 ruled that it was uh, no longer valid. They mooted the case because the city of New York changed the laws. The state of New York passed a law that said that the city of New York could not go back to the laws that were being challenged by the Supreme Court. So they resolved the issue of conflict, and therefore the Supreme Court felt that they could not uh, take the case on because the, the conflict was resolved without them having to take issue. But I think that that some of our more rational members on the Supreme Court wanted a clear-cut, clean case where they can come up with a definitive ruling on the Second Amendment. And we have five judges who have in the past um, either ruled or, or published statements that they believe that the, the, the Second Amendment should only be judged by the text, history, and tradition of the meaning of the words when they were signed uh, into the Bill of Rights and ratified by the states. That one day after that, if the definition of the terms changed or a, a, you know, a week after or years after or decades after or a hundred years after, the definition that can only be used is that that was used when it was written. And, and we are totally supportive of that. And if the Supreme Court rules and gives us scrutiny, gentlemen, we're going to have uh, the, the greatest opportunity to fight to restore uh, the Second Amendment nationwide. Many gun control laws um, will fall by the wayside because they cannot stand that level of scrutiny. So, well, Sam, I have a quick question for you, though. You were yeah. getting into the definitions there. And, and, and one of the things we hear often from the left is the, 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 when they talk about the uh, the Second Amendment, they, they use the phrase well-regulated. And so how, how do you uh, square that as far as with the you know rights to open carry and everything else? And certainly, uh, you know, the, these are arguments that we hear from the other side that it would help, you know, to, I guess, to hear uh, your expert opinion on, on what that means. Well, I agree with the Supreme Court in Heller versus Washington, D.C., where Justice Scalia clearly addressed um what what they felt was was the meaning of well-regulated first of all he pointed out um very systematically that the second amendment is it, it actually two statements one of them is a um uh, a, 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 a pre prefatory prefatory statement that that establishes the goal of of the uh active portion of the amendment and so well-regulated back in the day did not mean full of laws and controls and regulations and restrictions. It, it meant that people uh, would would train themselves, would would uh, use the experience that they've gotten from their own lives and be able to bring that experience if asked to stand uh, as a part of the, the militia uh, to defend this country or defend the state or, or, or something like that. 
Now, people say, well, yeah, well that, that constitutes the National Guard. No, 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 no. no. According to federal law, the, con the, 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 militia, the militia is made up of all law-abiding, capable citizens uh, of, of a certain age forward. All citizens are a part of the militia. So for them to, to say that it only referred to the National Guard is, is specious. It's, it's a twisting of the meaning of the words. So um, the, the active part was, you know, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. infringed yes. Period. Infringed. What does infringed mean? That means that the government cannot do anything to um, stand in the way or prevent law-abiding citizens from utilizing their Second Amendment rights to acquire, own, possess, carry, use firearms in a lawful manner. It doesn't cover anything that is criminal. It covers everything that is legal, and that's what shall not be infringed mean. And of course, the leftists, the, uh, the the one or two or maybe half of the leftists that might be listening to this broadcast might say, "Oh, that's that's terrible. That's inflammatory. That you're you're, you know what? Freedom is freedom. Liberty is liberty. Exactly. And and it, you you get what comes with that." And the vast majority of the impact of freedom and liberty is nothing but good. It's it's a flourishing and growing uh, populace of people who are free to enjoy their families, their churches, their vocations, their avocations, for just no time but sitting on the couch watching TV uh, if they want, because they're free to do so. And when you have the government that tells you, you can't do any of those things or they control any of those things. That's called infringement. And that's sure. what we are fighting against. Yeah, if I, if never... I could uh, throw something an, an yep. additional. Yeah, uh, the, <clears throat> the most common uh, example of something that was well-regulated was something that was in good working order. It worked really well. So back then, they would say that a clock was well-regulated, meant that it told time accurately uh, or, you know, fairly accurately for the times at least. And uh, so as uh, Sam points out, when you're talking about a, a prefatory clause, like uh, in order to um, have this well-regulated or good, well-functioning militia, uh, then you have the active clause that says that uh, in order to do that, this we have to have uh people in the united states we have they have to have the ability to keep and bear arms how else are they going to get well regulated if how uh, else are they going to become uh, a good functional militia if they're not uh, out there practicing and able to carry and utilize their own firearms uh in uh, in day-to-day -day activity so uh so there you go I mean that that's well said, bad, Tim. Well said. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. And 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 Sam, you were talking about being free. I think one of the aspects of being free is that we should never have to ask the government for permission to exercise our God-given rights. Leon, you are absolutely correct. If you have to ask for permission, if you will be denied the ability to exercise a constitutional right. Uh, unless you comply with some sort of government requirement, right. 
That is not freedom. That's like saying, um, reporters, you have to go through a background check uh, before you can become a, a, a reporter. And if, and if your background check comes with it, back with any problems, you don't have the right to be a reporter. Right. Uh, and you have to be, you're going to be, uh, have to pay these fees and you're going to have to buy insurance policies before you're allowed to to write an article or do a story on 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 video or or something like that people would say that's crazy that is totally and completely contrary to the first amendment yes. um and 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 you know when when we want to get together with our folks at gun shows to talk about freedom and liberty and guns and and shooting and hunting and target practice and tactical training and defense training and the government says uh no you can't use public facilities uh, uh to to have these um abilities to assemble <laughs> it's not right. just the second amendment but the first amendment as well that they are violating so we're sure. we're actively uh, uh, working in challenges against uh, those types of things but you're you're right Leon. you're absolutely Which correct it's funny because you used an interesting analogy when you, you know, equate, I guess, the, the idea of the press needing a license to uh, to do their stories versus the other. And somebody on the other side might push back. Well, but the, the person with the gun has so there's so much risk they're imposing on other people. But my gosh, think of all the risk that's been imposed by bad media in the, in the you know, in fake news in the last couple of years. I mean, fiery, but mostly peaceful protests. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. People have died as a result of, of, of articles, uh, yeah. of stories, uh, especially when they're totally false. But yeah. but yeah, lives. You want to talk about uh, lives being involved? That's the same thing. So you know, stop talking out of both sides of your mouth, and, and you you either believe in, in freedom and liberty or you don't. And it mm -hmm. goes from the First Amendment to the to the Tenth Amendment, and and on to the rest of the Constitution. So, um, well, maybe maybe we should have some kind of registration and schooling required for people before they can go protest. Yeah. Is that what you think, Jason? <laughs> yeah, you can protest if the government allows you to protest. It gives yeah. you permission, yeah, yeah. which is actually yeah. happening in Australia right now, actually. So that's oh, right, yeah. They are, uh, uh, arresting. they are arresting people for leaving their homes in Australia right now. Yeah. Yeah. Australia but, has uh, become the new uh, best place to never go in the million years. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I want to push this on to the next story before we run out of too much time. I wanted to get uh, um, Sam's uh, thoughts on the uh, uh, appeals court uh, recently blocking a California or I mean, a, a federal judge's ruling to overturn California's assault weapons ban. And, uh, you know, th this is something we hear. It's an assault weapon because it. it looks scary and you know <laughs> i guess you know what, what what is an assault weapon anyways is it are there assault knives or there assault frying pans i don't know <laughs> so anyways uh yeah hey, jason that's a that's a great question first of all the term assault weapons is a term that was coined by the california state legislature in 1989. prior to that the term assault weapon cannot be found in any lexicon of military or firearms since the creation of the world. Yes, you found assault rifles, and that had a very specific definition. But the legislature wanted to demonize what they considered to be scary-looking guns that, that you could see in the movies shooting themselves and, and shooting thousands upon thousands of rounds of ammunition held by some skinny little girl 
um, and, and, you know, and killing everything and everybody around them and knocking down buildings and stuff like that. So understand that the term assault weapons is a politically generated term. It is not a term of, that has any definition. What is it? Uh, you could go by their, the definitions that they've tried to create, and it doesn't include just these black guns that are on the screen, but it includes a lot of guns that people use every day to hunt, to target you, uh, 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 or to just collect uh, across the country. Judge Roger Benitez of the San Diego uh, Federal District Court issued a ruling uh, in, uh, in, against the challenge against California's Assault Weapons Control Act. He did a masterful job of looking into the history and the common sense that the, the assault weapons control ban uh, uh, violated in, 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 as a law in the state of California and declared it unconstitutional. As a matter of fact, this is the, the kind of logic that he used. Oh, so you have a firearm that has a collapsible stock, an adjustable stock. It, it, it can shoot various types of ammunition. It can have different configurations with long barrels or short barrels that make it easier, simpler, uh, and, and more accurate to shoot for a wide variety of the population. Little uh, people of little stature, women, young uh, youngsters, all the way up to elderly people and everybody in between. You can configure these guns. It's the Barbie doll of guns in order to make them more accurate, more efficient for public use. And you are banning it because of those characteristics. Um, and, and, and so you're saying you want the public to have guns that are harder to shoot, that, that, that are more difficult for, for people to, to be able to utilize to defend themselves. But the fact that criminals don't comply with the laws, as a matter of fact, that's why they're criminals, because they don't comply with the laws. Exactly. They use whatever the heck they want. They configure those their guns in any way that they want to make it easier for them to be predators against the law-abiding citizens whom the government has prevented from making firearms uh, more capable for them to use. They lie about the calibers. The 223 is not a high-powered cartridge. It's at best a medium-powered cartridge that, that is generally a, a varmint caliber, but it's easy to use effectively and accurately, which makes it uh, a, a good choice for a vast majority of people to use as a self-defense weapon. Um, and, and Judge Benitez came up with a great ruling. Of course, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, it was appealed by the Attorney General to the Ninth, and now they've assigned a, a, a three-judge panel to, to review uh, Judge Becerra's, I mean, Judge Benitez's ruling. Uh, he's, he declared the law unconstitutional, flatly unconstitutional. Right. Now they're going to evaluate whether uh, uh, Judge Benitez was off his rocker or if they agree with him. And of course, in previous lawsuits and cases involving magazines and ammunition, three judge panels, the ninth is not the 99th like it used to be, thanks to uh, 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 President Trump, who has appointed uh, so many judges to the ninth. It's almost an equal balance of, uh, of judges who, who believe in the Constitution and those who don't believe in the Constitution. Uh, so we've been blessed with having three judge panels that had conservative judges on them and they've ruled ammunition laws, magazine laws unconstitutional. And every time the chief justice who was a rabbit anti-gunner has uh, asked for an unbunk 
hearing. In other words, taking the ruling of that three-judge panel, wiping it out, holding another hearing with 11 judges sitting on the panel. And he's been lucky enough to have a majority of, of, uh, of liberal judges on those panels. And I think that the judge kind of puts his thumb on the scale because they're supposed to pick the, the, the members at random. He's the only one that, that is not uh, a random choice for those unbanked panels. But uh, he, the, 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 the unbanked panels have overturned Judge Benitez on multiple occasions. And, and uh, then we say, okay, that's a stumbling block. And from there, we go to the United States Supreme Court. And let's see what happens. Indeed. Indeed. Well, you know, uh, we are getting close to the end of our show, and so I think I'm going to take it to our knuckleheads of liberty, but uh, won't be what we were planning on it, because there's there's a uh, another topic I wanted to uh, cover, and that's, uh, you know, this idea with uh, essentially the, the idea that the Second Amendment, one of the purposes is to uh, allow for citizens. Uh, hey, Jason, Jason, of, Jason yeah. could, I, could I interrupt one quick second? What about, what about good guys with guns? You're not going to let them do that? Oh, well, we're, we're running out of time. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can do it later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, anyways, uh, but but uh, this is a topic, we, we, one we've, we've talked about before, but I think it's so apropos, especially since we're focusing on the Second Amendment with this one. And uh, that's the idea uh, that, uh, you know, guns are a way that the citizens can sort of keep the government in check to a degree, an oppressive government. And uh, earlier in the year, Biden had, had made a statement. He said, uh, those who say the blood of live, and then he said the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff, uh, how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not watered with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there have been if you wanted or if you think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, we're, we're seeing right now in front of us, uh, you know, that, you know, he's uh, essentially fighting cavemen in Afghanistan and he's running. <laughs> yeah. so well, I, I, if I, I could, uh, if I could quickly interrupt, uh, he, uh, he's trying to quote from Jefferson and yeah. Jefferson's trying. Quote from trying. Yeah. The, the tree of Liberty is uh, watered with the blood of Patriots and despots. I wonder why he left that out. Yeah. Why? Well, because you're a despot, you dummy. Yeah. You know it. what? Go ahead. You, you're exactly right. Jason, look at Afghanistan. This is a country that has never been conquered. Alexander the great couldn't conquer it. The Russians couldn't conquer it. Yeah. They had nuclear bombs. They had jet airplanes. They had everything. The United States, we've lost. We had yeah. jet airplanes, nuclear bombs, high-tech weapons, and stuff like that. And a bunch of people who who started out by manufacturing their own guns. The Dara uh, 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 people of, of Afghanistan and Pakistan were making guns in caves using hand tools that were virtual duplicates of the guns that that they were fighting against uh and 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 they've succeeded in 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 pushing back uh this arm this military that that has every uh advanced weapon available to them and they won so for them to say that americans uh with the, the guns that they pull out of their own closets to fight against tyranny in america are, are an ineffective uh, uh group of people boy they, they don't remember the words of Admiral Yamamoto, who said we will never invade the West Coast of the United States because behind every blade of grass will be an American with his own gun yes. to kill us. 
Indeed. So Indeed. that's yeah. what we are on. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, before we uh, leave, I wanted to give uh, one more chance for you to talk about your organization real quick, how people can connect with you if they want to get involved with uh, defending the Second Amendment. If you if you want to be involved in the Second Amendment, go to gunowners.org, gunowners.org. That's Gun Owners of America. It covers Washington, D.C. and everything that happens there in 49 states throughout the country. If you want to be focused on California and what's happening, go to gunownersca.com. And, and we have a extra special organization here because what happens in Ameri in California we either affect or infect the rest of the country and that's why we have a, a, a very strong presence here so we invite everybody to be involved to, uh, as we say we want you to be armed and informed join the of American donors of California continue to to follow knuckleheads of Liberty these guys you know you're a shining beacon of light of truth and common sense and logic out there that people need to be uh, uh, listening to, and I, I am honored and proud to be on with you guys. Well, thanks so much. And and, and by the way, we're coming out of California, no less. <laughs> That's quite a miracle <laughs> in and of itself. Uh, but thank you all so much for joining us today. Sam, thanks for participating today, and we hope to see you all next week. Uh, until then, stay free. All right. Indeed. Bye.